And then my basketball team, we my basketball team, we lost uh, tonight. We lost our first game. So let's just say, you know, the, the week hasn't gotten off to the best start. But uh, but uh, th- there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. So uh, I'm definitely blessed, uh, grateful. Uh, and I'll actually see Tamaria Friday. Um, and then we're going to spend the weekend with my family first and then go and see her family. So definitely uh, looking forward to seeing her on Friday. Um, and uh, next basketball game is Wednesday, so hopefully we can turn things around and and, uh, and get a win uh, Wednesday. So uh, definitely blessed. Glad to be back on tonight. Had a great time on the air with you yesterday, Tammy, and just looking forward to uh, what you are going to lead the show with uh, tonight. So I'm, I'm ready to get started. I know you are. Okay. You know, that, you know, you said yesterday, do you realize that seems so far away? We were just on the air yesterday morning, and it seemed like it, for some reason, it seems like that was days ago. That's yeah. insane to me. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. But those of you who, who did not know, um, Rodney... I, I'll say Rodney because I was kind of on for my Sunday lesson, I think. Um, but but we were on the air yesterday morning at 8 o'clock uh, for a little while. Great show. And, and just keep in mind, you can always go back and listen to the shows. And, and in fact, I I suggest that you do. When you are, you know, just pondering around your house or in the car or waiting in line or, or something, uh, rather than, than talking, for some reason I think now um, it's it's almost as if getting in the car and, and kind of doing things is a signal, is like saying it's equivalent to call somebody. Like get in the car, call somebody. So rather than get in the car and call somebody, get in the car and put Butterfly Revolution on your phone and, and listen to it. Um, and if not us, something that's motivational that will feed your spirit. So, um, but we were, and then we'll be on again. It's every, as of right now, every first Sunday of the month, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, or whatever is appropriate for your your time zone. But 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, we're on for 30 minutes. And Rodney did exactly what he said. How about that? He was 32 minutes on the air. <laughs> So, so now we okay, know why we, we can't start. get off. Now we know why we can't I, get I, off before <laughs> two hours. I, I was so sure that I could not believe. I was telling uh, Tasha that you got off in 32 minutes. As a matter of fact, they were trying to listen, and you were already off the air. So, see, you got <laughs> you to run it longer for late people. <laughs> so um, I hope I say this right, Rodney. So I got to get uh, you. I got to get this out. So if I say it wrong, y'all just laugh at me. But, okay, I think it's um, pull-up or stand-up. What, what's the ATL thing? Pull-up? What, what did they? What were they saying? Come on, help me, Rodney. Don't leave me hanging. Come on. Oh, what's Lord. The ATL oh, I thought thing? you were talking to Brandon. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't remember it, but something that the the ATL was saying about they were going to do a rise up, maybe that's it, rise up. Come oh, on, maybe, maybe, yeah. Tasha, 
What is it? Oh, I don't know. You don't know either? Oh, right now I thought you were a little bit more hip than I was, or I am. So, okay, we're in the same box. Okay, somebody, rise up. Somebody just texted to me. Rise up. ATL forgot to rise up, Rodney. What do you think about the game yesterday? They well, they they were rising up, but then they they never made it to the top. They 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 they, they got knocked down before they reached that top level. It was like they were on a on an elevator that had twenty four floors, and they got all the way to floor number twenty three, and then the elevator just stopped working. See, I think although I didn't look at um, most of the game, like I I only really saw the the overtime part. Here, just saw a little bit here and there, but I actually fell asleep and got up, went to get something to eat. Because I was when I did put the TV on, I just thought, well, that's over. I really did. And so then I was sitting to the table working, and I heard the the news guy, some the guy there saying, uh, "It's a two point game." I think it was something. I was like, "Cannot be." Run it, ran yes. and you know, looked at the TV, and yes, it was. Could I cannot believe? So I'm gonna, I'm saying that because I'm gonna. I'm going to bring that into the show a little bit later on. But nonetheless, I'm from Georgia, but I did not really care who, who won. You know, I would have been okay either way. But it was it, it it's good. I guess it happened the way it's supposed to happen, as always. So um, back to our show. Tonight's topic is the end of yourself, but the tag is the beginning. So, again, the end of yourself is the beginning. Before I read the show details, I want to remind you guys that the uh, phone lines is open. And Tasha, thank you for the rise up information. Thank you. Um, phone lines are open, 818-691-7406. Select the number one if you have a question, comment, anything to add to tonight's show. Again, select the number one. Chat line is open as well. And if you're listening out there, you do have to be a registered follower of the show in order to send us your comments or questions. If you're listening, listening by way of Facebook, um, any social media, the best way to reach us there is, because we're not doing the event pages anymore, but Rodney and I have consistently put the links out, the link to the show out there. So you can just make a comment to one of those links or send us a message privately if you don't want your um if you don't want everybody to see your comment or question. So keep that in mind, just a little housekeeping things. I want to give you some food for thought because again, this show I feel I think it's going to become one of my my best shows ever. It replaces my I guess my favorite show before this was uh what's the root of it all? And it really was about digging, digging, going inward, digging down deep and seeing what's the root of your issues, the, the ways of your life. So I think after this one, Rodney, I think this probably will will take first place. So <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Food for thought. I want to go with our trash can, baby. And as I talk about the trash can, our trash can concept, I want you guys to reflect upon Romans 12 and 2. We probably all know that verse, but I'm going to read it before I talk about the trash can, baby. 
And do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. You may be saying, what does that have to do with, with, with you guys' trash can baby? We, we talk about the trash can baby to promote, to get you to think about change. More importantly, how necessary it is because our mind, if we're not intentional, it keeps up with even the most smallest insignificant occurrences or things, habits in our lives in our lives. So the trash can concept, we ask that you move your trash can, a trash can, from one location to another, and then monitor. Because if you're normal like me, you're going to go back to where it used to be. Now, I've gotten so much better with this. I, I, can, I can move it now and maybe one or two times, maybe. But that's because I am making change the center of my life. And that change is, I didn't see it this way before coming up, coming, um, coming up with this topic, but it is about coming to the end of myself. It really has been about that. So, and, and this topic came, I don't know if I shared it with you, Rodney, but I was sharing it with Brandon just before the show. I said this, this, this topic has just did something to me like none other. And it's one of those topics that I got out of reading my Bible, reading my word. Never would have thought. But here we are. So move that trash can. Allow yourself to think about, if you go back to its old location, what else am I going back to? Just because, just because it's what I know, that I've made it a part of my life. I've made it a part of me, who I am, my identity, my DNA. What else? Am I stuck in a job? Am I stuck in, I hate to say this, but a bad relationship? And when I say bad, because you we all have challenges, but sometimes we get so stuck in stuff to, until we lose who we are. We lose who God created us to be. So, Move that trash can, reflect upon Romans 12 and 2. And we're going to come back to that as well, that, that verse. Also, I want to remind you about our thoughts. So I'm going to read this again. So a thought, reap an action. Reap. So in action, you reap habit. You sow habit, we reap character. And our character becomes our destiny. So look how all that begins with what you think about. And for to, for the sake of tonight's show, let's say what you think about yourself, who you are. What are your thoughts about you in your life at, right now, who you are, who you were, who you will be, who you want to be? Allow that to simmer for a minute on your thoughts. Now I want to read the details of the show. And then Rodney, what I'll do? Unless um, you want, you have anything before I read the details, Rodney? Anything to throw in there? Uh, no, I can read the details if you want me to. But if not, no, okay, I'm, right. I'm good. I'm, no, I'm no, ready to okay, get it. Okay. Ready okay, to get go it ahead going. Read the uh, okay. It says, you want to read uh, the details? We are. I can read them. You ready? Yes. 
We are often our very own worst enemy. Our words, thoughts, and self-diagnosis provide the fuel for our inner world, which flows into the outer world. We often hold family, friends, environment, society, and our and or uh, and our circumstances liable for our current state of being. But what if you really are are your very own worst enemy? What if you are solely responsible for where and who you are today? What if coming to the end of yourself is the beginning? Tammy, I think the description says a lot personally. Mm-hmm. I think I think you, you you hit some some points right in that show description. So I'm ready to uh hear where you're gonna lead this off uh from. Okay, okay, great. Um I want to and, and again you guys are gonna have to bear with me tonight because there I have a lot um of verses because I want to make sure that you know this is not me. This is not my thinking, my thoughts. There there is scripture, there are verses to um validate. And Rodney, I share with you that the conversation that we had on Wednesday, um I was just kind of thrown away because as I searched this topic, it brought me back to some things that you had said. And one of the things was particularly about the spirit of God, the the breath of God, um, God giving us his spirit through our nostrils, the breath of God. So I want you guys to stick with me, stay with me here, be patient, write down something. If, if you don't understand something or you need more on it, please write it down. Please select the number one so that we can talk more about it. Because, I'm going to say this, I share, share with Brandon a little bit before the show as well, that it's so awesome to think or even to know, to be able to admit this, is that you come up with these topics and you, you're prepared to give it to the world, and then you realize it was just for you, that you needed it. You needed it more than anybody that's going to hear it. And that, to me, is just a visitation from God. It's just God saying, I'm here, I see. And and we know this, but to have those little reminders is a wonderful thing. And that reminder to me is about living in the spirit. And, Rodney, you were talking a lot about the spirit yesterday morning. Um, So I want to start with another verse, and then I'm going to go into some of the details. And Rodney, before I go into the details after this verse, I'll just turn it back over to you, and then we'll start. Um, This is coming from Philippians 4, 8 through 9. And remember, we started out talking about thoughts, and I know the show is not about your thoughts, but hold hold on to that, that word. Philippians 4, 8 through 9. Finally, brethren, whatever, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things that are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, it says meditate on these things. Meditate. So think about that. If our thoughts send us, drive us, is the foundation to our destiny, and we're talking about you tonight, not your thoughts about anybody else, about life right now, but about you. What do you think about you? What energy are you are you putting out in the world about you, about who you are, your goals? 
God's word. This is Paul speaking. God's word tells us to meditate on good things. So first question, what kind of thoughts, what do you meditate on, or do you, about your life, about your desires, even about the job you will take, where you will live, who you will marry? Is it positive? Or like the description says, are you holding are you so busy holding life um, as, 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 as a hostage kind of uh, your family, your friends, environment, circumstances? Is that your focus, what you don't have, who you're not, what you, what you want, but also thinking it's not obtainable? So let's, let's plan to be real here tonight. Let's plan to be real. So, Rodney, anything? So, Tammy, um in the date Bible, um, uh, one Rodney, of the Rodney, let me interrupt you. This yep. I I received mine today. I I got my Bible today, and oh, I must have ordered the wrong one because it is super huge, and it says the um, large print. It is so. Is yours really big? <laughs> It says the large. Uh, mine is. What do you, I, I don't know what you mean by really big. The Bible itself is huge. Uh, so my Bible, I would consider it to be a big one, um, but there's okay. a lot in it. There's a lot in it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, mine is much bigger than the average book. Like it's 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 much bigger. It's like twice, two or three times something. So. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but when you said that um, uh, for the audience, Rodney recommended a Bible for me to get a Bible, and so I ordered it, and it came today. So I forgot to tell you that. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, and I actually need to uh, – I actually uh, am, am going am to look up these things. But so it says six things that you should meditate on. Number one is true things. It says, all that is in harmony with eternal truth and creation and revelation. And the um, scripture that is pointing to is 2 Timothy 2.15 and then uh, 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17. Then it says that you should focus on honest things, all that is grave, decent, honorable, and Christian. Those are the things that you should focus on. Then it says you you should focus on just things, meaning anything related to justice and righteousness. And then pure things, all that is chaste and holy for body and soul. Lovely things, all that is pleasing and tends to bless others. And things of good report, all that is in harmony with the best public good, virtuous, and praise. Worthy. So I think, number one, people need to understand that if you ever want to change your life, all you have to do is change your mindset. When we, when we talk about the heart or what's in our heart, oftentimes we immediately refer to the heart that pumps blood. So we point to our the middle of our chest or whatever. Because we're thinking, oh, the heart 
the pumps blood. However, the heart that God is referring to is your mind, your conscience. So what are those things that are in you that continue to show up and be a hindrance to you? When I used to, when I was younger and trying to get with those uh, get-rich-quick schemes, one of the things that they used to say was, if you hang around nine broke people, you're going to be number 10. And hanging around broke people only makes you broker. So what are those things that are in your heart, those things that you meditate on, those things that you dwell on, those things that are a part of you that no one can see because no one can see your thoughts. What is running through your mind all day, every day? Are you thinking about things that are righteous? Are you a goal-oriented person? Are you thinking about how you can make your life better? Are you thinking about the easiest way to get things done? Oh, are you thinking about those things that you know aren't right? What what do you meditate on? And that'll explain to you why your life might be the way that it is. Tammy, back to you. Um, thank you, Rodney. Um, as we as we set, as we talk about the topic, the end of yourself, it's important that we know what makes up you. And I'm I'm saying not. Um, like what do you like to do? Not 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 in that way. In God's way. And that that's this is where I want you to stay with us. And Rodney, I know you're gonna love this because you're the first person that kind of spoke to me about this and, and again this is where this topic has led. But you, who are you in 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 the sight of um this person, this being? So let's talk about the body, the spirit, and the soul. So the body is the physical dust. And again, Rodney, this is this is what you were talking to me about last week. The body being the physical dust, just the body. And now you have the spirit. And I'm gonna come back and this is God's breath that was that was breathed into breathed into you to create this Living this living body, which is your soul, is my mm-hmm. interpretation. What I got out of you. So think about body, physical dust, spirit, God's breath into us, and then create this. All of that created this living body, which is known as the soul. So I want to take you to. Um, well, before I do that, let me do this because Rodney, you mentioned about transforming. We have to realize that our soul. Number one, our soul and our spirit is at war. The, body, the, the Bible speaks of that as well, that the soul is in constant battle with the spirit and the spirit with the soul. So we could really just say a few words and end this show. The end of yourself is the beginning, meaning the spirit and the soul coming Eliminating that middle man so that you become one. There's, there's scripture about that as well. But what happens, we're like children who reject everything their parents 
say just because it's my parents and I am supposed to do what they say. I think a lot of kids just get this, this rebellious spirit just because it's there, because of the parent and the child relationship. I feel we as children of God do the same thing. And coming to the end of yourself is really just surrendering. Surrendering to the creator who knows the number of hairs on your head, who created you for a purpose, a purpose. We could end it right there and say it's your, your fighting against that or your decision not to fight any longer and surrender. And what does surrender mean? Reading your word, being obedient to that word, not just reading it, not just hearing it, being ob- understanding it, being obedient to it. And doing that um, in, a, in a grateful way, in just a simple, grateful way. So remember, body, physical dust, Genesis 2 and 7 tells us God formed man of the dust of the ground. We said body plus spirit, God's breath. He breathed breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Again, scripture, not Tammy. Okay, so... Remember this, spirit and soul. So that's who you are. So the question becomes now, what do you, which which are you pleasing? Which day on a daily basis are you living to please your spirit, the living body, which is your soul, your fleshly desires? That's the question. And the answer, again, is simple. We, we, we could stop the show again. The answer is very simple because you know most of us, it goes back to 12, Romans 12 and 2, are conformed. We are happily conformed to this world and all of it. So if we are, if we are conformed to this world, then we've not, be, we've not come to the end of ourselves because we're so full of ourselves. And what we want, we're not in this unity. We're not living um, for God, for love, for people, for the unity of of all. Keep in mind that there is. Rodney mentioned that we can. You cannot transform. There is no transforming the soul or or coming as one without renewing your mind. There 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 is none. You remain the same. You remain conformed to the patterns of this world, not realizing that you need to come to the end of yourself, but but all along doing life day to day the same way. Like how much have you changed internally, spiritually in the last year, year, two years, three years? Have you spiritually grown? Have you surrendered to the fact that, I mean, some of the stuff we talk about tonight People people will be like, what what is all that? Why do I need to? <laughs> Yet we have suicide at at an alarming rate, divorce at an alarming rate. People pop pills to stay up. People pop pills to go to sleep. Yet 
every there's a church on every corner. There is and it's full to the max. But what is happening to us internally? What is in our heart? First of all, about us, because what's in your heart is what's out what's in your outer world. You'll you you will know what's in your heart by what's going on in your life. You will know if your heart is if you're living from your soul, your living body, or your spirit. Rodney, anything? Uh, I don't want to keep talking. So I think- <laughs> oh, you know, you, you know, uh, I, I'm gonna let you go too. Um, so, when when you talk about uh, the flesh and God breathing the breath of life into man, we have to remember a couple of things. Number one, God made man out of the dust because it was suitable for earth. A spirit being cannot dwell on earth. Um, They have to come in human flesh. Um, And the only thing that breath does is connect your soul and your spirit to your flesh. And that's why once breath leaves your body, you die. Because the the spirit and the soul are no longer connected to the body. And that's why you die your, your your natural death or your physical death. Your spirit man never dies. Your soul man never dies. Your flesh does because all it does is go back to the to the dirt from which it came. Um, and that's why we put people in the ground. So you have to understand that even. Uh, I was going to say for people who need people who need something to verify that, check out Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastic 12 and 7, where it says, then the, then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. And, exactly. and people may again be thinking, well, what does that have to do with me ending myself? Stick with us, and we'll get, we'll, we'll get there, Ronnie. I just wanted to give them a verse <laughs> to verify that we're not just coming up with this. <laughs> Well, I think in in keeping with that, Tammy, we have to, we have to understand that your your feelings, your emotions, your appetite, all of those things are your spirit and your soul. And so, what you hunger for, what you thirst for, that's who you are. That's your that that's your spirit. That that's your soul. So, those things make up who you are. And you got to keep in mind that even as we talked about yesterday, when we when we said that God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must do it in spirit and in truth. Well, when you worship God, it comes from your spirit, man. You can't worship God with your flesh. So no matter how loud you yell. No matter what you do with your body, you can only praise him. You can't worship God with your flesh. And then you can you can only go to God in a truthful way. So to add to that, how are you going to God? How are you 
presenting yourself when you want to talk to him, when you want to pray to him? Who is he looking at? Is he looking at the person that he created? Is he looking at the person that he connected to a flesh? Or is he looking at someone who has been corrupt or corrupted? Who is God looking at? Because remember, even Satan once was an angel. But he got ahead of himself. He got too big, and God had to kick him out. So who are you? Have you been redeemed? Have you been forgiven for all of your sins? Are you being persecuted for righteousness' sake? Again, who is God looking at? Because we talked a little bit yesterday, God doesn't answer everybody's prayers. So when you when when you think about your flesh and your soul and your spirit you got to know that if that if, if those inner parts of you are not right it's going to affect everything on the outside of you because that's what God is looking at and I'll say this to me before I turn it back over to you if you read the story of the rich man and the poor man when Lazarus died, he said he went to paradise. And the rich man died and he lifted up his eyes. Well, the Bible never said that Lazarus saw the man, the rich man. But it did say that the rich man saw Lazarus. Well, you got to remember that there's no sadness in heaven. But there's nothing but torment in hell. So both of their flesh went back to the earth, but their spirit man lived on. And the spirit of the rich man, that that person felt every single thing that came along with that torment. And he was able to even see this man who just wanted the crumbs from his table. But it never said the poor man ever saw him. So you got to think about the impact and how significant your spirit is. What are you feeding it? Because that's who you are. That's who you are. Your 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 good looks are not you. Your weight, your size, that's not you. Your bad looks aren't you. You are the person that only you and God know about. That's who you are. Tammy. Um, I wanna before I read this, I just wanna let five oh one know that we're gonna pull you in just a second. Just give me one a second, we'll pull you in from the 501 area code. Um, I want to go back to the spirit. And remember, we, we provide you with Genesis 2 and 7, the Lord God formed man of the dust, of dust of the ground, the body, 
and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. If God created us this way in his image through the through breathing his breath into our nostrils. To me, that says that we have, we, me, you, Rodney, everybody, we have everything that we need. Everything that we need is present in its entirety within our spirit, within us. That our spirit is perfect and complete. Everything. Because of who God is. If God breathes life into you, then then that's his breath in you. So why are we in continuous battle? Why do we need to come to the end of ourselves? Why? Because we are in battle. We want what we want. We want to do what we want to do. We want to worship the creature, ourselves, rather than the creator. We don't want to be obedient. The word tells us that Abraham was made, he was he was considered faithful through his works, not the work not the work of of volunteering, helping somebody, but when he was going to be obedient and sacrifice Isaac. That that's the kind of work, the obedience, the work of obedience. Do we want to live like Christ? Are we willing to say no to what we really want to say yes to? That kind of work. That's realizing. When you realize these kind of things, then you are working towards surrendering all that I think I am, all that I want to be in my flesh, in my living body. I'm I'm going to surrender those things over. I'm going to be obedient and eliminate the middleman creating the one. And that's when you start to get in sync. You start to say no. You, you start to transform. And, uh, and for sure, your mind has to go that way first. Your mind has to think about the desires of God, of being obedient, of serving the creator rather than yourself, the creature. You you basically change to the point you you sometimes don't know who you are. So I'm gonna pull in and I'll pick back up here. I wanna pull in our caller from five oh one area code, the last four digits three one six five. Caller you on the air with us. Yes, how you doing? Uh, I was I'm just gonna make a quick reference to what you was asking about on how or why we fight or why we must come to the end to ourselves. Uh, I heard that y'all 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 missing. Huh? Can you hear me? I was gonna say, well, hello. How are you? I'm not gonna say your name unless you say it. <laughs> <laughs> how, you, how you doing, Corey? How you doing? <laughs> we What's are up, good. Man? Don't, good don't, to hear your voice. Don't be calling here like you know, stranger. <laughs> I know. Like, say something to us. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 I was off tonight, so I. I I had a chance to listen to the show, so I, I wanted to make sure I, I, I support and, and, and give out when I get a chance to be off. So I wanted to make sure I called in tonight. Thank you. Hey, good well, to hear you, boy. Oh, it's, it's great. It's, it, y'all, y'all talk some good stuff. Uh, I was just listening to what you were talking about, how we must come to an end to ourselves. And uh, I was thinking about uh, in, uh, in James 1, verses uh, 22 through 25, and he was talking about how uh, – 
how we are, how we must be doers of the word and not just hearers of the word. And he was like, hey, no, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase this now, so it's going to be kind of kind of broken down in my own words. He was telling us, like, man looks inherently at his natural face. And we have a tendency to look at ourselves in a natural sense in a mirror. And then we walk away from that mirror and we forget who we are. You know, so when we forget who we are, we begin to kind of forget where we're going and what our game plan is. So, but he told us, hey, if you look at, if you look toward the law of the Lord, then you don't have to worry about this. If you forget and you stop looking in the mirror, quit looking at yourself and look at, and look at me, then you'll be okay. And reference to that would be Giant 22 through 26. Uh, but the substance of that mm-hmm. comes when he was talking about being, being double-minded. You know, if you if you go through James uh, uh, James one six through eight verses six through eight, right? Chapter, James chapter one verse six through eight, and he was discussing being double-minded. And it, you know, he was just telling you, hey, you can't be double-minded in what you do. Either go be one way or you go be the other. I don't hear one nobody look warm. You go be on one side of the fence or you go be on the other side. And I think with us coming to the end of ourselves, that's our battle. Is where do we really want to be? Do we really want to be this this, uh, this Christian we say we are? Do we really want to be this Muslims we say we are? Or do we want to just straddle the fence and portray to people who we are? And I'm saying this because I'm talking about myself. Through everything I went through last year, I'm referring to myself. I'm, I, I can tell you a firsthand account. You lose every time. There's no possible way of being one way outwardly and then being another way inwardly. Because the inward man will always win. And and I so so to, hey, to hey, find Corey. it into yourself. Yeah, go ahead. Corey, why why do you yes. why why do you think the inward man? You said the inward man will always win. Will always right? win. Is that what you said? Uh, t- t- okay, so let, let me let me, let me throw this. So. All right, okay. So when people read the Bible, we read it in the sense of being uh, more of the English language. So when we say the heart, like Rodney was saying, when we talking about we we think of the beating heart, but the heart in the Bible is, is in the sense your mind. It's the connection to your spiritual part. It's, it's nothing in reference to anything of blood. It's not reference to anything of the beating heart. It's reference to your mindset. It's reference to to you to you to your interconnect of your spirit man, which is your mind. That that's a centerpiece of how you think, what you do, your character, your habits. All those things is sitting in one part. And ancient times that was the heart, the mind. And people fail to realize that is how we think. It, that, it what comes out, and we, we, we put that out into the world, and we present ourselves. So when you got the flesh, and I'm, I'm, I'm referencing back to James, when you got the flesh and you look in the mirror, it's like, oh, man, I look good. I'm 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 portrayed this professional man in, in, into the world. I'm going to dress good, I'm going to smell good, and I'm going to do all these things presentation-wise. But then inwardly, you got this battle going on. And at some point, that battle gets real tiresome. And when, when your spirit is tired... Your flesh begins to win, but when your when your flesh begins to win, it changes the aspect of everything that you do because you start losing things. You thought you lose things that you you held on to because that's what your flesh was holding on to. It wasn't what your your, your spirit man needed. So because when your spirit starts fighting back, you start losing friends, you start losing cars, you start losing things that you cherish that you thought you would never ever lose, and you lose everything because in order to be interconnected with your spirit, you need a peace of mind. And without a peace of mind, you have nothing. And it, it, it speaks about being a peace of mind and being at peace in the Bible continuously. A peace of mind is everything. So in order for him to get get you to where you need to be, he has to tie you down. He has to rip everything from you. He has to get you to the bare bottom, bone knuckle, you butt naked out here in the spirit world with nothing but him mm-hmm. and you. 
So that's why spirit man has to win. Because if not, then everything that the Bible is talking about is not true. Everything that the Quran is talking about is not true. Because not at one point anywhere in the Bible, in any Bible that you read, the the flesh ever wins. Not, not even if you read the second take the Bible. There's never a part where the flesh ever wins. It's always the spirit. The spirit man has to win because at the end, it's the only thing that's left. So when Rodney was talking about, yeah, the, 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 the body goes back to the ground. That's part of the process. But but the beginning process we, before we get to that point is, is how do we fight ourselves and make sure the bigger part of ourselves wins? And how long does it take us to fight before we realize that, hey, this is where I'm supposed to be in the first place? And I'm telling you, it took me 42 years to get where I'm at now. For all the fighting and all the all the, the back and forth, the, the backsliding, being single-minded, being double-minded, being all that, to be stripped of everything I had, to say, okay, you know, God, I'm tired. I'm done. But the peace of mind that I got, it opened a whole new world up. So, yeah, you do have to come to the end of yourself, your fleshly self, in order to meet your spiritual self. That's just my opinion. And, and, and thank, thank, thank you, Corey. You made some, some great, great points, especially about the peace. When, when I look at people today, and some of these people have so much going on worldly, like they have, if looking, looking at them, people may think, wow, they have it together. But in, from the spiritual world, from the spiritual aspect of it, you, you see and feel the spirit of people. Like when you get so deep in this thing, you start to, there, there's a, there truly is a spirit ram, a spirit world where you start to feel and know and see beyond, beyond the outer world. And I feel we are in a time where people are seriously the walking dead. And if you think about the same, some of the scriptures that we talked about tonight, without the spirit of God's breath, that that body returns um, to dust, and then that living that living body, where, where the breath goes back to God, and then so that means your body is dead. That's how I feel people are today because of the lack of even wanting to not alone desire the Holy Spirit and, and be obedient, but not even entertain the thought of walking in the Spirit. So I want to, and this is going to be a little bit lengthy, but I, I was going to try to cut this as short as I could coming from Galatians uh, 5. I'm going to start at 16. Um, and, Corey, we, I'm not going to let you go. If you can stay, stay. If, if, if not, just feel free to, to select the number one and let yourself out. But it, this is walking in the spirit, and this is coming from Galatians 5. It says, I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, which we said earlier, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh, I'm talking about the flesh, are evident, which are, and think about today's world. So the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, um, lewdness, adultery, sorcery, hatred, contentious, jealousy, outbursts of wrath selfish ambitions, dissensions, 
envy, murders, drunkenness, and all those things of life. But which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the time past, that those of you who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, so this is giving you what the flesh is about, and now we're on the fruit of the Spirit, is love, joy, peace, which is what Corey talked about, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, a big one here, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So compare that again to what you see in today's world. And then ask yourself for you, Am I, have I come to the end of myself? And if I have, do I realize it and how is it working for me? Am I walking in the flesh or the spirit? Am I satisfying the flesh or the spirit? And I feel that is what coming to the end of yourself, it it certainly does promote peace. Not a perfect life by far. Certainly not a perfect life without trials. Certainly you're going to have life happens. But there's so many of us fighting against the creator. And like Corey said, you're not going to win. You'll have a few weeks, months, years of what might be Wow, you know, I got this. Take, I, I got this. I'm good. And then, bam, here you are again. But what do you do when you get there again? What do you do at that moment? Do you surrender and say, hey, this is not working? Or do you stay there for a minute, simmer, and get back up, keep the same mindset, the same thoughts, and you start this process all over again, until you hit the wall again. Because life doesn't change. It doesn't take a lifetime to change your life. It takes you to embrace a moment and change your life. It, it takes you to say in the moment where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired that I'm not turning, I'm not doing this again. I'm going to make a change right now. That's what it takes. Corey, Rodney? Uh, I'm going to jump back in here. Can you hear me? It's Rodney. Yep. Um, if you look at 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, the second verse, it says, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying, and strife and divisions are ye not carnal and walk as men. For while one says, I am Paul, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? And I think that we have to realize that even in the scripture, Paul is telling the the Christians when when you are a baby in Christ or when you're new in Christ. There's a certain way that people have to deal with you. There's a certain way that he had to deal with them because they were not ready 
to move on. They were not ready for the next level. And if you find yourself always getting the the things that the new people get, new people get a lot of support. They get a lot of help. Um, they get a lot of guidance. If you find yourself always getting those things, then that means you have not yet exited the baby stage. You have not yet exited the new uh, the new stage. People aren't necessarily comfortable with letting you go by yourself yet. It's almost like with a child. There are, there's only certain things you're going to allow a child to do, or so far you're going to allow them to go because you know they aren't ready for other things. Now, once they show you that they are mature and that they can handle it, then you give them more. And God deals with us the same way. As long as our inner man is in a childlike state or in a young state or in a new state, then God is going to deal with us in that manner. And I remember Tammy uh, and Corey, my my last pastor, he used to say, think about who drinks milk, babies. And if you try to feed a baby meat, most likely they're going to choke or throw it up. And he said, if you Flip it, if you give an adult meat, they're going to take it, they're going to eat it, they're going to digest it, be just fine. But if you give a uh, an adult milk, a lot of adults, it'll make them sick. So it's the same thing when it comes to God, when it comes to the scripture, that if you think about how God deals with you, God is dealing with you based on your maturity level, based on where you are at the current moment. So if you want bigger challenges or if you want to move on, then you have to show God that you are ready for a different life. And it starts with the person inside of you. Corey? I I, I agree. Uh, I think in my personal opinion would be is that when and I'm not gonna follow this up with too many scriptures, but when we have a tendency of wanting to have that, that spirit man, that that inner being be what we want it to be, we're not required we're not we're not willing to do the work. Uh and in mm-hmm. the Bible throughout the Bible it talks about uh planting, you know, you know, you know, you, you, you uh do the field, you go in there, you plant the seeds, you harvest. We don't want to do the work. In order to require get to get to re, to reap the reward of it, we we want God to be who we want God to be. Versus realizing God, as He said, "I am who I am," and He left it at that. He didn't go beyond that statement. "I am who I am." We want God to be who we want Him to be, and we try to shape God into fit our life versus our life fitting God's life. So we always had a, that that battle. You know, we 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 continuously had a battle because we we're still trying to shape God to fit us versus us fitting God. So our our flesh is still fighting that spirit that spirit part because God is that spirit and we're in the flesh trying to make God us and versus making us God. And 
we have a tendency of just not really wanting to let go because we're afraid. We, we're afraid of what actually might happen because when, when we're in temple, we're reading off these things about what it requires for us to be within the spirit, what, what it requires for me to be in the spirit part. The one of the things that people feel realize is long suffering. And a lot of times mm-hmm. long suffering does not necessarily mean you go out there and you go have a problem it's going to be forever. Long suffering just means sometimes you can go through a, a numerous of things and those are different trials and tribulations that come along with that in order to build your character. And a lot of us don't want to go through the, through the work. It's like getting a new job. We want to go to the job and automatically be supervisor and manager within two months. But we don't want to put the, the, the requirement and the skill level into that. We want our talents to be everything. and we But we fail to realize that we need to hone our skills even better. That's even in the Bible. Talent is going to get you so far. It's just a skillful man that goes, that goes on. So we, as as a person, as as a fleshly, that's our talent. That's our talent. We we have that talent to go out and do things for people. And like he was like she was saying, we got we can go out and mentor the people. We can go out and and volunteer. But our skill set comes in is when we can get our spiritual part in tune with God, and we can show ourselves approved. And then our skill level takes us to a whole other realm where we we gonna be unhelping people. So therefore, we start helping God. And there's a big difference. I can help somebody all day long, but if I'm not helping God in the process, there's no longer any help. It's just a foolish man doing some foolish work. That's just my personal opinion. Right. Right. You know, this is Tammy, and, and, and Ronnie, you said something um, about, and, and I know you were just making a point about the milk, or I think so, about the new people, kind of the babes in Christ. They get a lot of guidance, um, so to speak. I feel that the babes for sure, and and I think in a sense we are always babes on a different level, and I don't feel that the church or even people who are more seasoned, I'll say, um, we're not reaching back enough, especially especially in in the churches. It seems as though, to me, my opinion is that we 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 allow people to think hey i'm i'm changing my life yeah i accept we have this these couple of lines that we want people to to say and bam out the door you go you're done and we and it's not an excuse people people make sure you know it's not an excuse because i mean everything's right there you you have everything that you need within you but that does not mean that we don't need people to help guide and help us mature. And I feel like we're so busy. Those who have matured in an area, we don't reach back. And and when we do, we, I don't feel we allow people, especially in the church. It seems like, I think you said that yesterday, Rodney, that both pastors are talking about the same thing over and over again. you got a few good verses that you push out there. You know, once saved, always saved. Bring me your money and go home. I mean, really, like, well, tell me, tell me that now. But what do I do when I get home and I'm dealing with things like that I don't want to think about? I'm dealing with issues that I should be over. Tell me about those things. Show me that it's not just me going through these things, so I don't, I don't fear coming to the end of myself. 
because a lot of people feel like what they go through, they are isolated. Like, like this is just my problem. Like, they're not people that are dealing with these issues and saying that they that that they have everything they need, that they love God. So I feel we all should be doing so much more, and that's that that too to me is a sign or or a signal for you to say, am I, am I, am I, am I serving my flesh or serving? Uh, my, my my spirit And so some things That We've not thought up the ego I wanted to talk about the ego a little bit But this, this may help all of that If you are awake or are you asleep Think about your focus Is it on others Or yourself Majority of the time Is it me, me, me Are you always offended by something or somebody Is somebody always hurting your feelings Well if you get out of yourself and realize that this world is too big, it's too many of us for everything to satisfy you. I see some of the posts on Facebook that people are belittling or saying, why, do you, why did you do it this way or why are they doing it this way? Because that's who they are. Why does it matter to you? No one can do everything to satisfy you, me, nobody. I mean, I was telling my friend last night that I used to be a offended queen. You walk in the door and you might look different or look at me, and I'm offended. So you got to grow even in those areas, and you got to be honest. I think that was Corey talked about what you see in the mirror, you who you see in the mirror, the issues that you see. But, again, it goes back to us people who have gone through those things to say, I understand. Listen, I'm going through this. I went through this. You can get through this because now it doesn't make that person feel like it's an isolated thing. So is your focus on others or just yourself? Motivation. Are you motivated by love or greed? Attitude. Are you humble or are you cocky and angry and self-centered? Is your objective unity or is it about power for yourself? Your purpose, is it family or materialistic thing, materialism? Are you driven by understanding or pleasure? So do you seek to understand people, who they are, where they come from, what they've gone through, and how you can help them through it? Or is it still about you? Are you seeking truth or to be popular? And that's, that's one for yourself. Are you seeking an eternal truth? Because like Corey said, you can play all you want, but you're not going to win. And if you think you are, how often does it last before you get back to a point where I'm here again? You say, I'm here again. I'm here again. Is your result spiritually resulted or is it? Addictions. So you have to ask yourself and define for yourself, who are you? Who are you? And are you, again, serving flesh, that living body, or have you allowed yourself to become one, eliminating that battle? Surrender, putting away your selfish desires. So 
it is so important to consider, to think about, because there is peace. There is peace at that place where you say, I can't do this. I can't fake it anymore. I can't play with it anymore. I can't get back. I can't find myself back at this place again. I can't run this, this rat race, this hamster race. Because you you will not win. You will have a few good moments. Because you're not dealing with surrendering yourself or coming to the end of yourself. It is about a new life, a new way. About hearing the voice of God. About birth, being able to birth that breath that was breathed into your nostrils to allow it to manifest to birth. And the only way to do that is to live by the Spirit, in the Spirit and by the Spirit, in Spirit and Truth that Rodney mentioned earlier. God, you can't play with God and expect to win. You cannot. And I'm with Corey on that one because you will get a wake-up call. You, you will get a wake-up call. And you will have to, some of us wake up and some of us don't. We go right back to the world. Right back. Anything, Corey, Rodney? Yeah, um, I was just thinking about what you said. We were talking about peace of mind, and I was reading uh, in Romans 8, 6, and, and it, it goes into the whole uh, peace of mind thing. It says, for the set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. And when you read that, it, it, it pretty much sums up a lot of things that, we, that, that we've all said together. Is that when you're looking at the flesh, that's automatic death. When you're trying to please the, the flesh, you're slowly dying. And you, you mentioned it earlier in the conversation. You're slowly dying. You know, not only are you dying fleshly, but your, your spirit is dying. You, you're losing help. But when you put your mind upon the spirit part, you get a lot of peace. You, you begin to gain life. Uh, and I'm, I'm saying this because I went through this. I, 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 it, 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 the funny part, he gives us warning signs all the time. He tells us, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, like, just like everybody's like saying, like, like a little child, I'm going to hit you on the hand this one time. Okay. God, I got you. I ain't going to do it again. Then you come back and do it again. God, please, I know I messed up again. Oh, here I am, God. Back in the same spot, God, just do it one, one more time. I probably going to do it. Then he, he slapped you. Then he get the belt out and he whooped you. Then all of a sudden he said, you know what? I'm going to let you, I'm, like your parents say, I'm, I'm going to put you out on your own. And I'm going to let you see what the world is really like. And then let's see if you need me or not. And you're talking to a man that lost everything. Because I, I feel to heed to one warning sign he has given me all my life. I felt to heed that one warning sign. It was the same thing. And I knew it was there. But that part of me wasn't ready for, to end, for, for me to end it. So I so that one thing kept on happening and it just got gradual and it got gradual. So I went from eight thousand dollars a year to eight dollars an hour in a matter of, of a day. You know, so you talk to a man that knows that's been through this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that has seen it happen. You know, and, 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 and lost everything in just a matter of, of, of seconds. And it took me through the worst things that I I mean tell you exactly what I'm talking about. We we you've had this conversation. And went through okay. some worse things I didn't know could ever possibly happen to me. But at the end, when I realized why I had to go through it and why he took me through those things, 
I gained my peace of mind. I, I, I gained my peace, and I, I began to see me differently. And then not only that, I began to see the world, how, how I should have been sitting in this entire not just in pieces. You know, then I, I, I was able to give the world all of me and not just a piece of me. Because a piece of me, I didn't want the world to see that part. And that's where God was kept on whooping me at. And I, 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 I was being a hard-headed child. But once I surrendered and gave him and allowed the world to see who I was, it wasn't even me. It was all him. He said, you know what? Since you don't want to show yourself, I'm going to show them who you are. Then you tell me who is left, who who really has your back, and where do you really stand with the world, or do you really stand with me? And it was a hard lesson, but it was a great lesson. So through, the, through all that, I was a lot. So me battling my flesh, being double-minded, caused me a lot of things. But once I became that that person that was actually going into another realm of, of being more about what God, my purpose, or what He has for me, it changed everything. Now the peace settled in, and I'm a, a whole lot. No, I'm I'm not. I'm you know I'm still smart. I'm still strong-minded. All those type of things. But I just kind of do things slightly different, which is going toward those things the way He wants me to go, not how I want to do it, and not at my pace, but at His pace. So yes, I totally agree with you. you know, once we once we decide to, to let go and let God lead us and we really reach out to him and and not allow us or others tell us how God should make us do things. But allow my allow that one on one with God, things that happen because we like I said, we go to church and the preachers they, they give these sermons and you know and a lot of them have they a lot of them are not within the righteousness of themselves. And a lot of them are not even called to even preach. You know, a lot of them are not even called. Some of them just went there because it was easy money or because their dad had the church and he passed it on to them. So that was the only thing that they know. So so we we, we, we let on to, the, to these fake prophets and these, these fake people that are supposed to be leading us versus going to God himself and say, God, I'm ready for you. I need you. You show me. Mm-hmm. Give me the tools I need to show myself approved. So, when, so if I do go and sit in front of a preacher, he tells me these things. I be able to distinguish what is what is right and what is your word versus what is his word. That's, and that's that's kind of my thing that I went through and I had to go through a lot of. And 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 I'm at the point now to where, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not I don't have all the answers for for myself because I'm still seeking God for a lot of things. But I had to go through it and realize that I I couldn't win, even though it, to me it was a small thing. But to God, it was a great thing because his, his purpose for was greater than I ever imagined for myself. So for me, that small thing that I thought was a vice, that oh, ain't really nothing. To him, it was great because that was hindering me from my blessings that he had, that he was trying to give me. In order for me to get my blessings and, and these things that he wanted to give me, that little small vice had to be put out the way. And versus me fighting him, he had to kind of strip him. He had to take himself out of, out of, out of the position of, of holding me and allow, allow me to fail and be out in the world naked. Before I can actually clothe myself again within his love. Corey, I have a question for you. Um, now, okay, after going through all that you've gone through, what is if you if you had to name one thing that you have tremendously changed that you do different in a in the way of serving God, like. Uh, what is what is it that you have tremendously changed or had to add to your life 
to get through this? Like what what helped you get through? Did you add something, whether it be prayer, reading your word, meditation? Has it has it been something that has helped you through? Yes. I began to do I okay. We I'm I'm kinda go I'm go the long way around here, I guess I, I would say. We as 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 people, as the flesh, we portray people how we we put out who we who we want people to who we want people to see us as. So mm-hmm. we find the world say for instance, I'm saying myself, I want to be a a, a a millionaire. I'm gonna portray myself as a millionaire. But in my mind, I can be the I can be the poorest person in my mind. So those two things keep on conflict. So the thing that I changed the most was the person that I was putting out. I became 100 percent within myself versus 80 percent or 90 percent. I had to become that 100 percent person. So I had to put in habits that went along with my my presentation. So that's kind of what I did differently, is that not only I had to, when he stripped me of everything, I had to decide, okay, who who am I really? You know, am I really this person that I'm putting out there, this, this whatever that is? And then if so, what all is really, what all entitles that comes along with that? What all builds that person? What all is that person? What, how is that person really really supposed to act? How is that person really supposed to carry himself? How, what are the things he do, he's really supposed to do? What are the things like you said earlier in the conversation? What are the things that I don't supposed to do? And then what are what are my triggers to realize if if I'm heading to that, that direction? Can I learn myself well enough to know what my triggers are, and to, to stop myself before mm-hmm. I get to that point of violating no rules that I set for myself? So the thing that I changed the most was I had to learn myself, and I had to learn what my triggers are. Mm-hmm. We all have things that it's like getting mad. You know what the point about you right about to get mad? You know what your triggers are. So I learned my triggers about things that, that that was my stumbling block, and I had to learn those things, and I had to be careful, and I had to be mindful on a daily basis, like being on drugs. You have to be mindful on a daily basis. Okay, I can't put, I can't go in this direction, or I can't put myself in this situation, or I can't talk to this type of person, or I can't be around this type of person because I know if I do, the end result has always been this. So what are my triggers to, that's going to stop me from saying, okay, don't do that? You know what? What can I put in place in order to, to remind myself when when I when I when I got comfortable with everything? Don't do this. So I had to put those triggers in place. And I had to remind myself. And I had to tr- I had to retrain myself on who I was mm-hmm. and who I wanted to be. Those are the things I had to change. And it's a continuous business. I'm still going through a lot of a lot of different things. I'm, I'm retraining myself, retraining my thought process, and those type of things. You know. So yeah, it, I I had to change quite a few things. But it wasn't nothing that was hard. Once I gave up, what was hindering me? Hmm. As long as I was holding on to what was hindering me, it was hard because it was a conflict. But once I gave it up, those things became easy because I was willing, I had time to to focus and to work and to do, and then it, it became like a natural process because I had I did, I, I was no longer double minded, and I was no longer in conflict. Hmm. And then I, I gained. Yeah, so so those things is 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 what happened, and and you know, and I went to a therapist, you know, so I went, and I still I still I still see a therapist now, because not not for I have to, it's just I like talking to him. We just now just we just conversate, you know. He's a, a non-biased party that has don't know anything about me, so it's a freedom conversation. So whatever we talk about is what we talk about. That opens up to, for me to be able to say things I would not normally say to other people. Because I don't have to worry about what the judgmental side of it. So when now is is to the point to where okay, look, I'm good. 
straight. You know, me and my wife is getting back together. You know, I'm, all these things that I want are slowly coming back around, but but greater. Because I, now I can enjoy all of them without having to worry about any dirt, without having to worry about anything, not because I have a peace of mind. And it, it's much better. Mm-hmm. I can actually pick up my phone not to worry about, man, you know, am I going to have a text come up in my phone that my wife going to see? Or, you know, am I going to have to go out and I'm, I'm going to run into somebody that I know that I shouldn't have been talking to the other day? Right, you know, this is this is gonna come up. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have it. I don't have no issues no more. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's so Corey, it sounds like first first people have to make a choice. Like you 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 have to decide. It's like Ronnie was talking. I think last Monday. He 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 wants to be married. He asked his wife to marry to marry him with the intent on being a husband and knowing what that means. Um, so you have to make a choice and be willing to make that choice over and over and over again. And what I mean by that is you make the choice over and over and over again by doing things that support what you want. So if you decide, and I'm just using marriage, but if you decide to get married, then what what keeps a marriage together? What makes a marriage fail? And I and the, the, the example Rodney used was going home, just making a decision, not because Samaria says, "Oh, you got to be home at this hour," but his love, his respect, his, his desire for a healthy marriage connection, unity then he makes a decision to do the things that support what he wants. I, I and you totally do agree them. You, but that's the, I totally agree, but that's the whole thing, I think, when we come to in ourselves is in our, realizing what do we really want. Do we really know ourselves? Mm-hmm. And are we willing to, to take that time out to learn who we are and those things? Um it just kind of give, and I said, I have no problem, no shame about what I went through. So and through the little fast fiasco I went through, right, I'm, 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 and the thing that happened, I'm, I'm sitting, I, I jumped in the Mississippi River, right? I'm sitting in there, I'm drowning, right? And I'm, I'm in the water actually drowning. And I'm sitting up seeing myself drown, and I'm thinking to myself, God, I'm like, man, how do people, how do people drown? I'm actually literally watching myself drown. I'm like, man, like that hurt. And in the midst of it, in the midst of all that, something just said, and I'm like, man, this like, this really, like, yeah, I'm looking at myself drown, I'm like, man, this like it really hurts. In the midst of all that, some just said, be still. So I'm sitting in the Mississippi River, trying to drown myself. In the midst of all this, something just said, be still. And I, was just, and I can't I can't swim. I just started floating. And I got still, got out the water. So the peace of mind at that point that God gave me allowed me to go and, and, to, and to still live. But he wasn't done with me at that point. So I, he had to kind of wake me up a little bit and say, I'm not done with you. I'm not, I'm not going to get rid of you. But i got to whoop you bad enough to where you understand how severe this is. And those were, that's one of the things that happened to me. So like Rodney said, you have to make up your mind. And a lot of us don't want to put the work in. See, Rodney's willing to put that work in. Rodney is, is like, okay, da, 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 I'm put this work and put this work in. But at that point, a lot of us are not willing to put that work in. We, we want the reward. But we don't want to work, and I and I I had to realize that the the reward is the work. 
The reward is in the small details mm-hmm. of going home every day. The reward is telling your wife every day that I love you or, or doing flowers or writing poems and cooking and helping out when she's tired. That's the reward. It's not having a wife is the reward, but the small details that go along with having her is a reward. I had to learn it the hard way. I've always loved my wife, but I didn't, I didn't always put the required work in to love her the way she needed to be loved and the love that she deserves. This is this is Rodney. I'm going to jump back in here. Um, you guys have said a lot, and Corey, I just want to say personally, it has been refreshing um, just sitting here listening to you talk because I think that it takes a strong human being, and it takes a man to express the things that you have. Um, in the last 10, 15 minutes. And uh, my best friend, one day he said, um, it is best to accept things for what they are and accept yourself for who you are and to be honest with yourself than to let reality smack you in the face. So true. And I think a lot of times we like to rock the boat and we like to test the fire and say, this is going to be the last time. This is going to be the last time. And this is going to be the last time. We keep doing it. Every time we get away with it, we say, this is going to be the last time. I'm going to do this again, but this is going to be the last time. And the reason why we do it is because we get comfortable and we get complacent. And then when reality smacks us in the face, it's like, man, I really didn't have to do that in the first place. That was unnecessary. But we knew it all along, but we kept pushing the envelope. And, again, the things that come out of our mouths, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what comes out of your mouth out of your mouth the most are the things that are in your heart. Whatever people talk about the most, that's what's in your heart. And we have to get to a point where our heart is pure. Well our heart where our heart is, is is righteous And we're thinking about those things That are of good report Those things that are true Because otherwise We are just contaminated beings Walking around the, the earth Empty Waiting to be filled But continue to be Cluttered with junk And so we have to Want better We have to desire better Tammy I found the scripture And, and uh, I want to read it In Matthew the 29th Matthew the 29th I'm, I'm sorry not Matthew That shows how tired I am Proverbs the 29th chapter And there's so many for those of you listening I really want to encourage you To go back and read the whole chapter 
because there's so much meat in this chapter that if we would just learn to do these things, I promise you, like, we, we, we would live better lives. But Proverbs, the 29th chapter, the 24th verse, it says, you are your own worst enemy if you take part in a crime. You will not be able to tell the truth even when people threaten you. Fear can be a trap, but if you trust in the Lord, you will be safe. Many people want the friendship of a ruler, but the Lord is the only one who judges people fairly. Good people think the wicked are disgusting, and the wicked people and the wicked feel disgust for those who are honest. Whenever people tell me, uh, I don't understand how somebody can be selfish, my response is always, that means you're not selfish. Because the unselfish will never understand the selfish because they're not selfish. The same way the selfish will never understand the unselfish. Because they're not unselfish. When you see things and you and you say to yourself, I don't know how you could do that. I don't know how you can live your life like that. It's because you are not that person. Those characteristics are not a part of you. The foolish will never understand the wise. Because that means that they have become wise. And the wise will never understand the foolish because that means they have become fools themselves. So think about the things that bother you. Think about the things that you feel comfortable with. And ask yourself, why is it that I'm okay with being this person? Why is it okay that I know that these friends have these characteristics, but I'm still friends with them? Why are you comfortable in the midst of evil? Why are you comfortable in the midst of ignorance, in drama? Why why do you seek out those things? Why do you have an a why are you why are you in the amen corner for foolishness? Why are you that? And the other thing I'm going to say, we need more people like Corey who will say, hey, here's what I've been through. Here's what I did. Here's what happened to me. However, here's what came of all of it. Because the Bible says all Thing work to the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. So even when we find ourselves in situations that God didn't put us there, we put ourselves there. We see that it's working for our good. That tells you, if nothing else, you love God. Because it said that everything would work together for the people who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So if even when you make poor poor decisions, 
if it somehow works out for your good, that situation, that means that you love the Lord and you are called according to his purpose. Because as we talked about on the show yesterday, there are several scriptures that talk about the people that God hates. So we have to keep those things in mind. Tell me back to you. Um, before, uh, Corey, did you have anything else? And, and as Rodney said, thank you. Um, had no idea you were going to be on. It's been so long. We got to catch up. I am truly grateful. Um, and you, I mean, you still are the best of the best to me, no matter what. You have a spirit that is, is none like any other. So I'll, I'll say that, and I say that so that you will, in, in, in hopes of you just remaining, just stay encouraged and just just know that we all, we all have, have fallen short. And the beauty of that is when you fall and you know that you can get back up and your your, your later will be greater is, is what I like to say and, and even think. So thank you. Um, hopefully you'll be off a couple more Mondays so you can tune in with us. Um, anything, any any words, um, final words, or you can certainly hang on with us, but I just wanted to turn it back over to you first. Uh, final words would be thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, I like, like always, I enjoy I enjoy the show every time I get a chance to, to call in or even just listen to it. Um, but with a family like you, with your son, my wife, all y'all, we, we're a big family. Even with Rodney and me, I had never met, but we when we talked, we you know we talked like we we know each other forever. But with the family and a surrounding like that, you can't do nothing but see the positive. And my final words would be just sometimes just get to yourself and ask yourself, who am I? And am I really doing doing the things that require me to be me? And and if I'm happy with what I see in the mirror, and if I'm happy with what who I present to God. Then I'm doing right, but if I find any inkling of being dissatisfied in any of that, find out who, what that is, whatever the dissatisfaction is, and fix it so you can be whole with God, so that peace of mind can get you to that next level. Because once you get to that level, then you can have a peace of mind. It's a beautiful thing. It, it, you you begin to enjoy your family more. You begin to enjoy the world more. You even sleep better. So so that'll be my final word. You just find peace. And find you, whoever that is, and whatever you present to the world, and don't be double-minded in the things that you do. Mm-hmm. Well, thank so you, Corey. Again, thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank y'all. Um, thank y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all help me out more than more than I have ever helped y'all. So I really do appreciate <laughs> it. We're well, all here for each other, man. You. And that's what it's about. That's certainly what it's about. Well, it's it's nine thirty five, so what we'll do and, and callers, if you want to get in, just select the number one, um, and we'll pull you in again, providing the area code and the last four digits that you're calling from. Rodney is I'm sure most of you've heard. I I I've heard him and I thought, Oh, Rodney is so tired. Um, he's losing his yeah. voice from, from coaching basketball tonight. Um so just just hang in with us. So he's a he's a little bit more quiet tonight, but he's as you can tell because I can hear it in his voice. So I thought he was really tired. But he's also losing his voice. I just wanted to let you guys know that. And so, um, 
but hey, he's on and, and giving it all he has. So that's what we do. But you guys really, we cannot, we cannot serve. We cannot serve the world and God. We just cannot do it. You will not win. Corey said it. You will not win. You will not win. So ask yourself tonight. There's there's so much you can do, but the, the number one thing that you can do is quiet. Silence your life a bit. Meditate. Read God's word. Pray. Shut it down. You have to shut it down some. You have to... You have to bring and binoch down a bit in order to tap into what's going on in your life and be honest with yourself. What's the what's your perception of your life? Is is it is it reality, or are you what we call the people of the lie that no matter what I'm gonna look like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that I look like it's all together all the time, and that is that is that is impossible. We're going to go through things. As I think about the long-suffering, I often think about it being a part of your personal transformation because to to transform, to renew your mind, to put away, to eliminate that way of thinking that in most cases we've been taught and we've learned to change that, it's, it's, it's going to take, you're going to suffer a bit. I'll say that. And so we have to be mindful. Again, we started out this show about your thoughts. More importantly, your words, because your words and your thoughts are driving. Words are energy that create that vibration. And, and it's going to equal something. It's going to promote something into your life, whether good or bad, whether you want to make it public or keep it hidden. It's, it's in your life. So, number one, get real with yourself. And then take that to God. Take that to your creator. As you surrender, you're going to get to a place where you start to, I'll say, you start to manifest. You start to, to have life and have it more abundantly, slowly, surely. It comes. And, again, we must know that that does not mean you're not going to have some things that happen. But how do you deal with those things? How do you deal with them? And it doesn't mean you can't ever have doubt, ever have fear, because that's that's part of it as well. But what do you do with that fear? What do you do with that lack of faith for that moment? So get real with yourself and understand that coming into your purpose, because that's what I think a lot of this is about, that you, when we fight against our divine purpose, when we fight against that, we are really fighting against the creator. And the purpose is not to, the finding, finding your purpose or living in, in your purpose or through your purpose is not about saving your soul, but it's about an awakening. It's about drawing nearer and closer to God because, again, he's the creator. So when we can live in reality, being honest with ourselves, taking away the expectations and just doing life, doing it from a place of who am I? Have I surrendered? Or I'm, st- or I'm 
or I'm, am I still trying to control life and make it what I want it to be, doing what I want to do? Do you have the same faith for yourself as you do for others? It's so easy sometimes to speak life into someone else's life or to trust something for someone else. But do you have the same going? Do you have that same faith and trust in God for yourself, for your own circumstances, for your own situations? Maybe not because you may you may know that there's much more you can give God. There's more surrendering. There's more obedience. There's more truth. And you won't win. I love, love, of course, that you won't win. You will not win. At all. So I challenge, I challenge you all to search your, search your soul, search your heart, search your spirit. Allow your spirit man to, to birth, to be born. Get off of the milk. I'll go back to Ryan and said, you know, we we have a lot of adults who are still on milk by choice, because by now there is there is there is no reason. The only reason is you've made a choice for it to be reason. There's no reason for us to not know the peace of God, the glory of God. There's no reason at all. So. Um, I want to, I read this, I believe, on last week's show. This is about your words and thoughts um, because it all begins there. It begins to what you speak, what you think about yourself, about this world, about others. Life is constantly speaking to us, always telling us something, always giving us more. You choose to plant it if it needs to be planted and allow it to grow or if it's something that's already planted that you need to dig up and get rid of. So your words and your thoughts, everything in the universe begins with and revolves around two things, words and thoughts. These two elements from the creative substance that mold and shape the destiny of humanity. Each of, each of us becomes the person we are, chooses the direction we take, and accomplishes everything we do based on these two primary elements, words and thoughts. Our thoughts, intentions, motivations, and aspirations, whether to be secretly pondered in the heart, again, secretly pondered in the heart, or openly declared as desires, are written as, or formerly written as goals. These things mold and shape our personal universe. So all these things, all these things again, they mold and shape our personal universe into something that is either grand and beautiful, or base and hideous. So where are you, I ask you today? Where are you in your personal universe? And know, own it. Wherever you are, wherever you are, you spoke and or thought your way there. So if you did that, you can speak and think your way out. But along with that comes change. It means you gotta work at it. You gotta do some things differently. You gotta not just think differently. You gotta put that thinking that thinking is going to become energy. 
It takes work. You just can't expect to get up. As Corey said, you want God to just say, here, here you go. Take it. And I'll, I'll see you in heaven. It doesn't happen that way. So where are you today? Are you willing? Are you willing to come to the end of yourself? And if so, how do you do that? What do you do after that? And I'm always open because I promise you every day, every day, I'm finding out new things about Tammy. And I keep thinking, I'm, 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 I need milk in this area, and I can take all bread in some other areas. And there are some areas where you could help Tammy because you may be on bread in this area where I am still on milk. So you're always going to have some stuff. There's seasons. There's growing. But you have to surrender to it all based upon the decision. Am I spiritually bound or worldly bound? You got to make a choice. So, Ronnie, I know you are. <laughs> I don't know if you have more to say, but I don't want to keep talking over you. Are you there? Oh, yeah. I'm still here. You know, I'm not going anywhere. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give every ounce I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go as long as I can. <laughs> I got a text. I don't know. Is Corey still on with us? I got a text uh, from one of our listeners saying Corey. Corey, very encouraging. But I think he's off. But I, I'm sure I'll talk to him. That it was. It was really good to hear. Uh, Corey and I haven't talked in a while. We we've talked since the things happened in his life, and he he's so right. I'm glad he shared it. Um, but he went through a rough time, and but, I say, but God, that's all I can say is but God because of he's on the other side of it now, and it's really hard to look back and thank God for the most difficult time in your life. It, it sounds crazy because you, how do you thank God for, for the most difficult time in your life? But you grow beyond it, and you grow that much more, it, it's it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And you don't know unless you've gone through it, unless you've had that, that that one thing that you look back and said, that should have taken me out. That should have knocked me over to the point where I, I, I did not get back. I wouldn't have gotten back up. When you've gone through that, and maybe everybody doesn't need that. I'll take that back. Maybe everybody doesn't need that. Um but when it when it's there before you and you go through it and you grow through it as well, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So I challenge you all, figure out who you are and make a decision to get, to get to the end of yourself and do God. We try to do so many other things. So many other things are a priority in our lives. And... I, for one, I just don't know what I would do without my faith, without my desire to please God. I don't know. I'd probably, I'd, I'd be in a bad place, you guys. My mouth would get me in a bad place. My behavior would, I would be in a bad place. This time, this time in my life, I would be really somewhere I should not be. So, um, 
I have more work to do. I, I can't say that I'm at the end of all of myself because I'm not. But this show has opened wounds, has has broken ground for me, and it's shown, shown me ways that I need to surrender in areas that I need to surrender more in, or even completely, not more, just release, let go, and let God, and grow through what I go through, keeping prayer in my life, keeping meditation in my life, reading God's word. Um, I'll share this. I'm sitting in my, not everybody, not not too many people know, but, but some people know that I have, what I call my war room, my prayer room, and it has become my safe place. I can walk in here and no matter what is going on outside, it doesn't come in here. It doesn't follow me. Um, and that's that's what I needed. That's, that's what I needed for me. So figure out what you need to stay in that moment, in, that, in, in the spirit, to, to go away to get what you need. You got to go after the life that you want. It's like Rodney serves his marriage and serves it well. And Tamaria back to him. You have to go after what you want and be willing, be willing to make those decisions, to be obedient in what, in your desires of it's your marriage, whatever it is. But we're so busy, we're so conformed to this world. We're so busy trying to be like the world, live like the world. And the world will make you crazy. You can't keep up with it. You can't keep up with it. You can't serve both. Especially in your natural, in, in, your, in, your, in, your, in yourself. It doesn't last. You don't win. You don't win. So lines are open. We have 10 minutes um, left. And if, if, Rodney, if you don't have more, uh, I can end it there. Um, I, I wanted to get a bit more, but I think we said enough on the, the body. Um, and you should, people, you should go and search it for yourself, um, body, spirit, and soul, um, so much of what we talk about we don't understand, and that's one thing I found out in my life. A lot of the things that I just knew and thought and believed, it was it's so much more. It's so much more to know. Um, it's a it's a blessing and it's mind blowing to read proverbs over and over and over again, and I'm 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 read it over and over again for a few months now. I just start over. And it's it's a, it's amazing to me that I can read it and get something new every time. Same same book, same verses, new 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 life, new word. So find out what works for you. Make that decision first, and then find out what will work for you. What is what 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 does it take for you? Get a partner in your life that can help you grow spiritually, that you can help as well. So feed your, feed, feed your spirit and not your flesh. Rodney, are you going to try to muzzle out anything? 
Of course, of course, of course. I'm going to uh, uh, direct everybody's attention to uh, Matthew 6 and 24, and that just goes along with what you were uh, saying, Timmy. Um, It says, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So in other words, you, you, you have to realize that you cannot serve the friend and the enemy. You can't do it. You can't serve two people who are on two different sides because you've got to pick one. And if you if you apply that or, or connect that to your life, just think about it. Think about everyone in your life and think about the people who are on opposite sides. Let's say it's your mom and your dad. You tend to pick one of them. Let's say your mom and your dad. Now, I'm not talking about people who, you know, mom and dad have a great relationship, you know, they're two-parent household and, you know, working on one accord. But I'm talking about the situations where mom and dad don't like each other. Mom and dad hate each other. Two different households. Everything. You find yourself flocking to one of them. Think about your friends. You have two friends and they don't like each other. You find yourself choosing, and you tend to flock to one as opposed to the other. So whenever you have two people on opposite sides, you got to pick. You have to pick. And then lastly, Tammy, uh, Matthew 7 and 22, uh, I'm sorry, 7 and 21 says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. So there are people right now, and past and present, who are prophesying in the name of the Lord, but aren't going to heaven. There are people who are casting out demons in the name of the Lord, and and it's working. People are prophesying, and it's coming true. It's coming to pass. People are casting out devils. People are doing all of these great things in the name of the Lord. But they are not going to where the Lord is. Think about that. There are people who are preaching their socks off every Sunday, but they're never going to heaven. They're never going to where God is. That's not their eternity. There are people 
who are laying hands on the sick. There are people who are fasting and praying it. They're never going to where God is because it says that they are workers of iniquity. So here's what I want you guys to think about when it comes to this scripture. Think about all of the people who buy Air Jordans, Michael Jordan's tennis shoes. Think about all the people who buy those tennis shoes. Now ask yourself, how many of them know who Michael Jordan is? Probably all of them. But now ask yourself, how many of those people does Michael Jordan know? It's the same thing when it comes to God, when it comes to the Lord. In the scripture it says, I never knew you. Just because you know somebody doesn't mean that they know you. And you can know God all you want to. If God don't know you, he's not letting you in his house. You can buy 2,500 pairs of Air Jordans. If Michael Jordan don't know you, he's not letting you in his house. You can buy all of Beyonce's albums. You know who Beyonce is. But if Beyonce don't know who you are, Beyonce is not letting you in her house. It's the same thing with God. You can know God all you want to. And you can do everything in the Bible. But if God doesn't know who you are, he is not letting you in his house. Tammy, uh, before I turn it back over to you, I want to tell everyone, if you're listening online, we might run over a couple of minutes. Uh, so please dial in now, 818-691-7406. Again, it's 818 818- Six nine one seven four zero six. Please dial in so that uh, you do get to finish out the call. Uh, Tammy, I'm turning it back over to you. Thank you, Rodney. And I will end with this, um, Genesis two and seven, which is is we started out with with that was one of our verses we started with. And the Lord God um, formed man of the dust of the ground and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And my focus or what I'd like for you guys to focus on is God breathing life into you. And going back to what we said earlier, that means that everything we need, everything that you need is already present in its entirety. It's, in, it's present through that breath, and it's present in your spirit. And it's perfect, and it's complete. So what are you fighting for, and why are you fighting? And what will you do when you answer those two questions? What will you do about it? Are you tired of fighting? Are you tired of ending up in the same place with the same people? same situations and circumstances and feeling like I fail every time. Are you tired? And I say, if you are, then stop doing the same things. 
stop following up behind the same people doing the same things. I'll go back to Rodney. If you want to be married and find you a good guy, a good girl, and be married and find out what that means and what comes with that. If we want chicken, we go to the store and we buy chicken. We don't go buy pork chops and come home and fry and think we're going to, this tastes like chicken. We don't. So it's simple in a sense. It's really simple. Really simple. But if you want different, then you start with you. You be the change that you want to see in people and in others. You be it first. You do it first. You start. Maybe maybe you can be the light. Bring in the gospel. It says to those who need it most, you be the gospel. But you know what that means? That means you have to tap into God. You have to draw close. You have to draw near. You can't do it in and out of your flesh. Don't wait until you have an emergency. Don't wait until you're forced, as our caller Corey said. Don't wait. Don't miss the prompts. Don't miss the signs. Don't continue to miss them. So it's on you. Pray that we said something that will motivate you to to discover who you are and figure out what's your perception of that and what's the reality of that and what will I do with it. And will I be consistent in my doing? Because if you're not consistent, if you're not disciplined, if you're not ready to be disciplined, the decision, the marriage won't work. I'll use the same example that we've been using. It won't work. You won't have, and if it does, you won't have peace. So thank you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you for, for, for listening, for tuning in tonight. Um, the very fact that you are here listening says more about you than than anything because this is not a topic that uh people who are who don't want that change and who are, who is of the world and and okay seemingly so pat yourself on the back go back and read these these verses study to show yourself approved I say and to get the help that you need to push yourself up and out of the ground, to uproot the roots that need to come out and to plant the seeds that need to be planted. So thank you. We will be on um, next Monday, same time, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. Don't know the topic, but I'm sure we will bring you something just as good. Um, If you, anybody out there that's listening, I know we had some people that listened, listened I guess through Facebook because I did get a message of someone that uh, was tuning in and I didn't see their number or them on the chat. Um, so I, I thank Nan Fletcher all the way down from Valdosta, Georgia. So thankful for that. But I feel led to just say, here's my number. If someone, if you're in, 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 in need, just someone to talk to and cry out to or 
spill your stuff because maybe I have stuff as well. So my number, 901-830-6088, 901-830-6088. I'm on Facebook, not on a, a lot, but I do check it. Um, email address, you can do Tammy, um, Tammy at ButterflyEvolution.org or you can Google Butterfly Evolution and send something right from the website as well. But I'm, I'm open to anyone who is in need. Um, so thank you, guys. Rodney, uh, I know you're battling there, so do you want me to go ahead and close it out? Any final words? Uh, no. Um, you can... Uh... Uh, reach out to me as well. Um, my number is 703-595-5055. Again, that's 703-595-5055. And, uh, uh, Tammy, I can close it out. It's totally up to you. Just let me know. Okay. Well, I am I'm good. I'm, I think I'm done. I've said all, uh, I guess I, I will say. There's more, but I'll stop here. And I, again, I can't thank you guys anymore for um, for spending your Monday nights with with Rodney and I. I, I am my heart is filled. So thank you very much. You can close it out when you're ready, Rodney. Well, to everyone who uh, is listening, and to my dearly devoted wife who even uh, tuned in as soon as she got settled down in Virginia Beach, um, she is a faithful uh, supporter of the show. So. Um, we do appreciate her calling in um, as soon as she got an opportunity to. Um, but we want to say thank you to everyone who tuned in and and to all of you who always tune in. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, I was even thinking, Tammy, just a few minutes ago, um, I really like your idea of not really uh, doing things that we used to do that the way that we used to do them, uh, where we created an event page and invited, you know, thousands, uh, over a thousand people and all of that, you know, uh, just creating the show and whoever calls in or whoever listens, whoever finds the show, we, you know, we could post it on Facebook, but not go through the extreme measures that we were and just, um, just, just just taking advantage of the opportunity that's before us and uh, just being grateful for whoever tunes in and hoping that uh, somebody gets something that they need. And we know that people will go back and listen to the show uh, well after it's over, but I really do like that idea uh, because it's more authentic and less foolishness. And so... Definitely appreciate that. So we love you guys. We appreciate you. Uh, as Tammy said, we will be back next Monday, uh, same time, same station. Have a blessed week, everybody. Good night.
But I know 